made a podcast. I made a podcast for you to listen to. Please enjoy your drive. Welcome to the first episode of the Bruce Cast. We have all sorts of things for you to enjoy during your excellent drive to fucking Montana. <laughs> Did you know that Montana is actually the anglicized version of Montana, which is the Spanish word for mountain? Because there are mountains in Montana. <laughs> We have special guests, surprise ads, and even me reading shit that I found online because I can't come up with things to fill an hour with. I hope you enjoy this amazing podcast. <laughs> Rants. 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 Welcome to the rant section. Now, babe, I know how much you love me ranting about something, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with you right now. My father just was <laughs> coming up with a descriptor. It's like glorious, wonderful, awful. I don't know. My father just sent me uh, a DailyMail.co.uk, which I don't know if you know, but that's a Rupert Murdoch publication, which means it's made by a right wing billionaire who thinks that climate science is a bunch of hokey and wants to get a bunch of black people arrested. So that that's that's the Daily Mail owner. He sent me a DailyMail.co.uk article about uh, world's all caps flying bike reaches speeds 62 mile per hour fly 40 minutes make debut.html. So I'm going to go in blind. I have no fucking clue what this is going to be. Um, and uh, I'm just going to I'm gonna react. I'm going to read this out to you. Oh, yeah. Dailymail.co.uk. My <laughs> science and tech section. You know, my favorite part about this is that the dailymail.co.uk are the people that were all for Brexit. They're all for, like, fuck these libcucks. Like, but but they have a science and tech section. Is this as if these people knew science or tech if it came out of the fucking Bible and slapped them in the fucking idiot heads? All right, flying all caps. This is the headline: flying lowercase bike that travels 62 miles per hour for up to 40 minutes and costs seven hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars <laughs> makes U.S. debut. As firm says, cheaper model could be, quote, used every day in the future. Fucking million dollar, million dollar flying bike at 62 freeway speeds. All right, the, the, uh, the bullet points are a hover bike that travels at 62 miles per hour for up to 40 minutes made its U.S. debut at the North American Auto Show. Auto Show! Auto, it's in the fucking name. The flying craft has been in development for two years from Delaware-based Air Winds and currently costs a whopping three quarters of a million fucking dollars. Quote, I feel like I'm literally 15 years old and I just got out of Star Wars and I jumped on their bike. The auto show's co-chair told Reuters, quote, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. Blah, blah, blah. 
Flying motorbike, travel 62 miles an hour, 40 minutes, hover bike, blah, blah, blah. Although it conjures up futuristic Jetsons, visions of a so Oh, it's <laughs> a typo. S of the letter S, oaring high above New York City's notoriously clogged streets. You know what's not notoriously clogged? The fucking subway! Why is it clogged? There's fucking cars everywhere! Make some fucking bike lanes! You probably won't be riding the hover bike out to John F. Kennedy Airport. Ah, oh, yes, you know, that's amazing. I like it. Where would we go? We're a New Yorker. Okay. Ooh, Johnson. Uh, wait, wait, no, no. Uh, what's what's a good... Uh, now, um, uh, Windsor. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, high trouser. Windsor. Uh, when you visit the 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 traitors, the traitors Americans, um, how how do you usually get around? Oh, I can't do a fucking British accent. Oh well, uh, high high trouser. I um I usually only go to and from the airport. Uh, when I go to shopping in downtown. Oh yes, Windsor. Me as well. I can't imagine anyone else in the the New York City trying to get fucking anywhere else because we're fucking posh. We're just a bunch of fucking moneyed bitches. Oh, there's only a... We're only an airport. God, you know what would be cool? Why... Hover bikes in the airport? What are you going to do with the hover bike? We get a fucking airport. What are you going to do with it? You know what would be cool? You know what would be cool is if maybe you could be brought to and from the airport by a fucking train. But there's no trains that go to JFK. The Ecturismo, oh my god, what's the name of this? Ecturismo, it's the letter X in front of Turismo, currently costs $777,000. Although they want to develop a smaller model as well as make an all-electric model in 2025 to sell for $50,000. Okay, wait, 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 wait. An all-electric model in 2025 implies that this is jet. This is this is like fossil fuel powered. <laughs> this is not a bike. I'm looking at this. This is not a bike. This is not a bike. It is a quadricopter attached to a motorcycle the size of a automobile. Oh my god! I'm watching it fly. It's a video. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? They're moving like three miles an hour because they're afraid they're going to die. This thing looks like it's a murder machine. Can you imagine your grandma at like 62 years old? She's going to fly this fucking thing around. She's, you need to do altitude. You need to do vectoring. You need to know about winds. No, this is, this is a death trap. This is a fucking death trap. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, my God. The dude's wearing like full body suited armor. He's afraid. He's going to fucking perish. Yeah, it's a quadricopter. Okay, I'm looking at it. It's, it, it looks like, okay, imagine, imagine like a griddle, like a pancake griddle, like, you know, the double wide that you put on the stove. And then it's like, it's kind of that profile. So there's two main fans at the two main griddle sections, right? Like two fans next to each other looks like a griddle. And then they, they, for some reason, stuck four fans on the corners. So it looks like a pancake griddle with the two fans and then 
four fans on the outside like you attach two like like four four glasses wine glasses on the outside and then they they took the top of a motorbike <laughs> like a motorcycle and they they attached that as the top so the guy's straddling the motorcycle riding a flying pancake pan oh my god Fa- <laughs> you think Bryce Colton is a chad name listen to this thad scott thad Oh, Thadimus. Oh, oh, I'm going to go throw the pigskin into your dick hole. The co-chair of the auto show told the took the hover bike for a spin recently. It's awesome. It was exhilarating. It's not vicious. It's comf- comfortable taking off and landing. There's no jerky jerk. It's literally very, very smooth. And I can't wait for the future. Not surprisingly, Arrowin CEO... Shuhei Komatsu loved Star Wars movie as a kid. Probably Blade Runner too. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's... How are they... Do they know how fuck... Okay, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Uh, so, Diesel... Le, uh, le, all right, I want to use an excerpt from one of my, my favorite YouTubers, Adam Something. He has a video called The Tesla Semi is an Engineering Failure, and he talks about this concept of energy... Per kilogram. 1 to 20, meaning to get the same result as with using 1 kilogram of fossil fuel, you need 20 kilograms of battery. 20 kilograms of battery. 20 kilograms of battery. This should also factor in the efficiency difference between electric and combustion engines, but this is of course an approximation. So if you want the same result as a conventional truck with 874 kilos of fuel, your battery will weigh 17 tons. How? How? What? 20 times the weight. They have a... Okay, okay. So they're like, oh, we'll get this all-electric fucking engine. Okay. How are they going to power it? Well, they need fucking batteries. They're going to need 20 times the fucking batteries. In weight alone. In weight alone. No. No, just no. You are not going to have 40 minutes. All right, your choices are either you have those 40 minutes that they're quoting on the the jet engine fuel. I'm I'm assuming it's jet fuel, the the fossil fuel. Okay, the fossil fuel, 40 minutes, right? What is that divided by 20? Two minutes! Two minutes of flying time. They have two minutes of flying time if they don't want to increase the amount of weight this thing has. TWO MINUTES?! HOW ARE YOU GONNA FIGHT A FUCKING JFK, YOU COCK?! Amazing. Uh, the article. Currently, the hover bike... Too large. Wait. <laughs> Another grammar error. WHY DOES HE READ THIS?! WHY DOES HE SEND THIS TO ME?! Currently, the hover bike... Too large central rotors. No, I didn't read that wrong. Currently, the hover bike... Too large central rotors that move thanks to a 228 horsepower... THESE ARE THE ENGLISH! THESE ARE THE PEOPLE THAT CAME UP WITH THE FUCKING LANGUAGE! This is how low quality, the people that came up with the goddamn language we speak can't even write it correctly. This is how fucking shitty this fucking article is. Thanks to a 228 horsepower gas powered Kawasaki motorcycle engine. Motorcycle is a motorcycle. I knew it. They took a fucking motorcycle. Four smaller electric support rotors are located on its outer edges as well. So I assume those are powered by the gas powder powered motorcycle so the, with the alternator 
When roasting on the ground, the skis, it weighs 660 pounds and it's 12 feet long. It's literally bigger than cars. So we're going to have a bunch of, of battery-powered explosive missiles flying through the air powered by your 72-year-old dementia-riddled grandmother. I cannot see how we don't have five 9-11s a day with this. This is amazing. Just amazing. Earlier this month, United Airlines announced it's putting $15 million in order for 200 electric air taxis from a different company. Bullshit. Bullshit. Traffic-clogged cities. Maybe if we got rid of the fucking cars! Oh my god, traffic-clogged cities. They expect that people will pay over $100 for a one-way ride to an airport. These people, we need to guillotine them. They live in such a fucking ridiculous reality. They're like, oh god, uh, it's so hard that I have to be next to plebeians on a train. I can't do that. And I'm so tired of waiting an hour and a half because I didn't invest in fucking public transportation when I'm going from New York to LA to go get jacked off by child pedophiles. I hope that in the future, people will use it every day, he told the Detroit News. Amazing. Amazing. All of it. Just fucking amazing. I want to die. I'm out here doing Bryce on the Street segments, and I, I'm seeing this big, like, blubble-blowing apparatus. It's like a big rope strung between... Two, uh, two sticks. This dude's just on the hill in Cal Anderson blowing bubbles. And they're huge. It's like, it's like Spongebob. Spongebob square pants level bubble. Uh, bubble, bubble, oglyphy? Uh, bubble, what's, what's the art of making bubbles? Bubbleography. No, that's bibliography. That's too close. Bubbleology. Yeah. Bubbleology. It's pretty fucking dope. I wish you were here. Well, I sure hope that you've been enjoying this inaugural episode of the Bryce Cast, which is apparently the name that I've decided that the stupid thing is going to be called. No, no, no. It's not a stupid thing. It's a stupid name for a great thing. Make Bryce Cast great again. M-B-G-A. Anyway, we have, a, we have a very special treat coming up next for you. Uh, a very special someone decided to go ahead and give a drop on by. Let's roll the tape. Nancy Koltansky? Special guest? Yes. What are you talking about? Good, good mother, you are on uh, episode one of the, the Bryce, Bryce cast, the Bryce podcast that I am making what? for my sweet boyfriend as he drives across the country to Chicago. Oh my God, I love it. I, I know, I know. I I'm, I'm kind of the best. I'm very dateable and very lovable, aren't I? <laughs> All of the above, huh? All of the above. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow, I'm honored. Yeah. I'm honored to be on episode one. Of course. I mean, Kyle gets episode two because he's the second brother, you know? Right, right. Of course, of course. Yeah. What, yeah. what yeah. fun things cool. do you have to share with uh, me that would be just so entertaining for like a 15 hour million mile drive or whatever. Oh geez, oh geez, right? Well, I I don't remember, I remember Tranos saying 
oh, hey, tell me some things about Bryce when we were on, you know, the dinner thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I shared with him because I don't remember, but, I mean, did I tell him at all about the time that you forgot to get off the bus in second grade? I don't think you did. I think that's a great story. <laughs> I, it was second grade. It's the only perspective that's remembered by uh, remembered by anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking remember. I don't fucking remember. No, maybe really? you, maybe as you tell. Oh, maybe as you tell. Oh. All right, all right. So, am I being taped? I should be being taped. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, I. I, like I mean, if I have everything set up, I hope I did. I. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. I did. I did like a. Uh, Very cool. I did. Uh, I did a trial run with my voicemail box. <laughs> what to see if it would all like store in there or something? Oh, just to see if it were recorded. Yeah. Ah! Wow. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So, hi, Tano. Here's a funny story about your beau, uh, Bryce Colton, when he was uh, a mere child. Doesn't he? Uh, uh, we were living at the south end of Mercer Island. And Kyle was in kindergarten, and Bryce was in second grade, and they were going to the same school at the south end of Mercer Island called um, Lake Ridge. And so I would walk them to the bus stop in the mornings because Kyle was in kindergarten and whatever. So I'd wait till they pick, get picked up by the bus, and then they would go to school. But on the way back, they would get off the bus. And now, mind you, this is the we, we were only two stops from the school, okay? But yes, they were late. So they didn't want to walk to school. Yeah. So they um, took the bus, which was fine, whatever. And on the way home, they would get off the bus by themselves and, and walk down a block to the house. And there would be other kids that would be, you know, getting on and off, you know, off the bus at the same time. Okay, so... Everything's fine many, many times. I don't know when this was specifically during the school year, but I would always be home in the afternoons, and they would walk in the house, and I'd hear them walk in, and I'd hear, hi, Mom, hi, Mom. And I'm like, oh, hey, guys, you know, whatever, great, you're home, you know. One day, I hear the door open, close, and I hear, hi, Mom. I'm like, oh, hi. And I'm like, huh. That's only, that's only a one, hi, Mom. And it was, I mean, it's it was one extra stop, like you know, a block away, and like they wouldn't let maybe, me get on. Maybe you were still in La 
Sure. No, you know, I'm re- I'm remembering now. I remember. First of all, first of all, it was uh, it was third grade because I had second grade at West Mercer. Right. I had the two exactly. teachers. Which makes it, which makes it even. No, wait. <laughs> yeah, makes no. it worse. Yeah. No, no, no. Was second. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, because I only did no. I only did one year uh-uh. at Lake Ridge. All the other years were Mer- West Mercer. Correct. And this was the one year we had just moved down there. Kyle was starting kindergarten, you and you were starting second. Because third grade, you got into the gifted program and then went back to West Mercer. No, I thought it was third, fourth. I thought it was third, fourth, and, fourth fifth. and fifth. I thought it was. I did three years gifted program. Uh-huh, it started in third grade. Yeah, because in second grade was when... Okay, anyway, back to, Thanos, <laughs> back to the topic, right? So I go down there and, and pick up Bryce, and, and, you know, I'm I'm wondering if he's upset. Is he sad? What happened? Did he hurt himself? You know, I don't know why he didn't get off the bus, right? What's the first thing that comes out of his mouth? Hi, Mom, look, this is where all the buses go overnight. <laughs> Daydreaming. Well, yeah, you're probably creating some sort of like machine in your head, like you used to do all the time. Yeah. And um, just forgot, and then Roy wouldn't let you off. Like I used to do. First of all, hold on. <laughs> Why you still you still do? You still do. I'm a fucking engineer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you fucking think? Yes, I remember drawing out like these impossible machines with like lines oh, and I, shit. And I've got bu- some of them. You got the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've got them still. Yeah. Oh, that's uh-huh. great. That's so great. So, Tranos, there is a story of Bryce Colton, and we can debate the second or third grade thing, but let's see, kindergarten, first, second. I don't know, Bryce. I thought I thought maybe, my second maybe. I thought my second grade was at um, West Mercer because I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, because right. second grade was at West Mercer because I had kindergarten in one of the okay. building classrooms. First grade was in oh, the portable, right. and second yeah, grade was right. back in. I had two teachers for second grade. Two teachers, yes, yeah. you did. Yes, you did. One of them was cool. Damn. The other one kind of sucked. Yeah, um, Damn, yeah, you were right. Well, Calvo, Miss Calvo was cool. Calvo Pearson, yeah, Calvo was awesome. Yeah. Pearson, she was yeah. tight. Well, what can I say? Yeah. My love of buses and bussies started early. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> what's, what's buses and pussies? What's uh, pussies? It was a dirty sex joke that uh, Tranos is going to laugh his ass off after hearing. Bryce Colton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 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 O
Well, you've been an excellent. Going over mama's head. Going over mama's head. And then I caught it, and I'm like, oh, this is worth it. Then I don't know what it means. Oh my God. Well, you've been an excellent first guest, um, and I'm sure he's gonna love it. And um, I'm gonna have to let you go because I have a fucking work meeting now. I love you too. Wasn't she just such a delight? All right. Well, uh, we will be going ahead and listening to um, a great uh, section uh, coming up next called Bryce on the Street, where um, our our main host and special person. Bryce goes and accosts random people on the streets of Seattle because he has no idea what else to do. Uh, but before, we're going to have a word from our sponsors, and we'll hit you right after the break. This podcast was sponsored by Miss Martha. Do you need a person to cater to your event of 10 people with 40 people's worth of food? Do you want to feel loved in an exceptional amount of ways? Do you need someone to beat her son at Catan and demonstrate her incredible powers of colonialism? Miss Martha is available in Portland, Oregon cities near you. She's a perfect addition to any family and loves to laugh, drink wine, and bring you to all sorts of restaurants that she refuses to let you pay for. Miss Martha comes with premium qualities such as a boyfriend named Ed and a great son named Tranos. And oh yeah, tons of embarrassing stories about how wild that Tranos guy was. Oh, and like his sister tried to kill him when he was young? Fucking crazy. Miss Martha also has a four bedroom house with two spare bedrooms so that you and your family can move in with her while she feeds you tons and tons of delicious cookies and donuts. Buy a Miss Martha, no, not buy, uh, uh, re- uh, visit, 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 visit a Miss Martha near you. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Welcome back from our break. I hope that you're going to definitely purchase all of the products and services from our wonderful sponsors, um, and that none of them were the Washington State Patrol. Um, Coming up next, here is a special segment that I've entitled Bryce on the Street, and we're going to hear from some very interesting people that I, I violently assaulted on the streets of Seattle. We have here another excellent Bryce on the Street segment. I'm here accosting random passerbyers in Cal Anderson Park, and I overheard the story of an amazing adoption of a cat by... Valerie. Valerie and... Josh. Josh. Would you like to tell me the story of this amazing adoption? Definitely. Um, So one day I was, you know, like feeling the big sods and I was just like, I can't go to work today. So I asked my then roommate if they wanted to go to the Humane Society and look at cute animals together. So uh, we got there and there were tons and tons of people like parking and we were just like what in the hell is going on it is a thursday in the middle of the day shouldn't these people be at work where i should normally be um and uh so we get inside and we find out that it is free pet adoption day 
And that like <laughs> wasn't something we knew before we went. And so I was just like, of course we have to come home with a cat now. Like it would be dumb of us not to come home with a free cat. The like, signs are in the stars. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's destiny. So um, we go inside and the line is like super duper long. So they tell everyone to kind of like look at the available cats on the website. And so we're looking and I knew that I wanted to adopt a cat but I hadn't like intended to adopt like a kitten or anything. I just knew that I wanted a black cat because black cats get adopted less than like other cats because of like, you know, superstition and right. things like that. So I was like, I got to take a black kitty home. Um, so I'm like looking at the website and they have like a couple litters of kittens. And I was like, okay, like maybe one of these looks like really, really cute. Um, but by the time it came for my turn in line to like, pick my cat um the couple of cats that I like had originally thought about had already been adopted mm -hmm. and I was like oh bummer like um okay I guess I have to like figure it out now and um the people there that I was working with um were like well we have this like cat in the back right now she like had just gotten her spay surgery so oh, yeah. um she was kind of still like dopey and like looking all weird um and <laughs> yeah she looked like a real dummy and I was like I have to take this dummy home with me like obviously um and yeah she had these giant ears she squeaked like a little bat and I was like oh my gosh this is my cat um and they were like okay well um she's still recovering so normally we would like keep her here but like I'm going to ask if she can go do her recovery with you at home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, of course, like, let me know. And they come back and she was able to like come home with me that night. <gasps> and like, um, so I was like able to take home this cat that I like hadn't intended on getting. I got her for free. She wasn't actually supposed to be able to come home with me that night. She wasn't even be show being shown to anyone else. Um, and um, she came with a super cute name. Um, her name was Topaz and she oh. was a black cat and I was like, well, that's appropriately witchy. Uh -huh. And I got her, um, I got her in October um, and I was witchy. like, yeah, witchy month, witchy cat name, black cat, ugh, everything is lining up. Um, and um, like, this is a little bit of a sadder portion of the story. So like I got her home and she's super duper cute and um, I love her and um, and then my childhood dog from home mm -hmm. um, was uh, like getting sick and potentially needing to be put down and I was like gonna go home and like visit her for the last time before seeing her um, and she ended up having to like be put down um, early um, and so I like said goodbye over like a FaceTime and like um, Topaz I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was several years ago now, so yeah. um, I have my pictures of her. Um, but uh, Topaz like came and like sat on my chest like while I was like crying over Facetime, and I just felt like the universe kind of like gave me Topaz because like they knew that I was gonna kind of like lose my childhood pet, and they were like you're gonna get this free cat and she's gonna be cute and dumb and like <laughs> love you to pieces. And um, and uh, here's this cat like um, to kind of like take 
um, the place and like give you love now that you like lady won't be here for you. Yeah. And so, yeah, just kind of like the stars all aligned and now I have a cute dummy. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah. That's so sweet. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah I hope your partner likes it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll love it. Yeah. I'm sure he'll love it. <laughs> this has been Bryce on the Street. This is a section I like to entitle, I reminisce about the cute shit that we did. Um, where I, I, I reminisce about the cute shit that we did. I think um, one of the one of the cutest things that we've done was when we made a little pillow fort. We got the uh, the the little wooden clips and all the blankets and shit, and took some of the, the blankets and pillows and shit, and we made that little pillow fort. And then we played word games, and we had tea, and you brought the Capri Sun. Oh my God, the Capri Sun, the snacks. And then we just sat in, ah, stupid phone notifications. You're ruining everything. Everything, you're ruining everything. Uh, but then we, we did the, uh, we sat in the fort and we read books and we had our tea and we played our game and we had candles and we put the, the candles in the fort, which was clearly a very smart thing to do because blankets don't ever light on fire, but it all worked out okay. I really enjoyed that. Oh my god, do you remember how <laughs> do you remember how fucked up that escape room board game was? Like the first the first intro is like baby game. Easy bullshit. There ain't this is a baby game. And then the second one, we got wrecked. Honestly, we got a bit wrecked. Uh that 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 was a check. That was like, ooh, maybe I'm not so smart right there. That kind of hurt. But I still enjoyed it. I still have to I still have number two and number three in that game. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. Because, like, if they're supposed to get harder, like, number two and number three are going to fucking wreck me. I'm kind of afraid of that. Like, that's a little spooky. But that was still super cute. I also liked the day, I think it was just a random day that we didn't, we, we had, like, basically nothing planned. And you were like, hey, let's go down to the waterfront. And then we, we hopped on the train and went down to Pike Place, walked around Pike Place, just, you know, looking at a couple stalls. I think mo most things were, like, closed up and shit. And then we went and sat at the, uh, the edge of the water, and we just, like, held each other, and that was really cute. I mean, obviously, I think uh, our San Juan Island trip was kind of kind of one of my, my peak experiences. Oh, how can I say that, though? There are so many great experiences i oh my god i love that when we go out and you get a couple drinks in you you just find shit on the street and you put it on <laughs> i love that we went to ballard and you found a fucking wig and not not even a second question you're like yes i am granda papi macombe put the wig on me i am going to model with it and i just took pictures of you modeling with a random street wig oh amazing i love that and then we were uh i think was it i think we were walking back from the uh the bingo night which was also a ton of fun we were walking back from i loved getting to meet all of your accounting friends they were really cool uh and also, I love knowing all the, like, tea about what what uh, what accounts were nice to audit and what accounts weren't. 
just weird shit like that. Like that is so much fun to talk to you about the details of your uh, accounting. <laughs> but anyway, walked back from a queer bar and you found a shoe on the sidewalk, like a random pair of shoes that had just been left for some reason. And you were like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> and you put the shoe on and started modeling with it. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I loved that. That was... A <laughs> I can't trust you around any sort of furniture or clothing left on the street. <laughs> You're just going to wear it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, San Juan was great. I, I loved San Juan as well. Um, the, the, the bike trip, everything was so pretty out there. I mean, it, it almost rivaled you. That was really sweet. I, I, I need to, I wish that we had the opportunity to sort of plan something more, um, more exciting. Uh, the yurt was great, obviously. Um, but I wish we had the opportunity to span, uh, plan something like, bend or like the coast but bend was full of smoke and the coast probably had bad connection when i i checked online with the uh the phone and shit so i guess you're just gonna have to come and find me some other time or join me in puerto vallarta we can get fucking margaritaville up in here you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying get those margaritas i love margaritas tequila treats me great i love tequila she great she she fucking great. Oh, do you remember the time that we were sitting in Union and like a, a guy walked up, like a, a black guy, which is important to the story. I'm not being racist, okay? And he was like saying really fucking weird shit to us. I like, oh, this white guy dating this black guy. That was weird. That was very strange. But I don't know. I like I guess I don't like I really value when you share your experiences with me about what it's like being you from such a, from your unique perspective of immigrancy and being Zimbabwean and being black in America and gay in America. I mean, obviously I can relate to the second one or the last one, not the second one, the last one, I think. Cause like I'm gay too, but like, you know, like white gays, the intersectionality there is not, it's not like, it's not, uh, I, I don't know. It's not as challenging in some respects, I think, as um, other experiences that you can have in America. And I really am thankful for when you share those experiences with me because I feel like I can learn and grow from those. I hope that doesn't sound fucking weird to say or anything, but, you know, I love and care about you. Which definitely isn't weird to say at all. So, I don't know. Um, I'm currently staring out my window, though. This stupid fucking plant that I bought, I put into a pot. And it was, like, super happy. And it started, like, taking off. It's a dahlia. It's supposed to grow and be a big happy dahlia. And it just decided, like, no, I'm, I'm done. And it just gave up in the middle of the summer. And I have no idea why. I have no idea. Like, it definitely is getting water. And it gets plenty of sunlight. And they're... they're part to full sun plants and it's just like it just it didn't want it it's like i'm oh okay i'm done bye it's like what the fuck 
Why? Why did I get you? Why are you doing that? Meanwhile, these fucking weird ass like perennial plants that keep growing out of the fake grass that the past owners left here that I haven't done anything with, those do fine. They don't they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, I love this fucking rubber that I'm growing in. Rubber me up, daddy. Fucking idiots. God damn it. I used to be so good at growing plants, honestly. Oh, they're so good. I had a greenhouse. Because, you know, Mercer Island, right? <laughs> and it was attached to the carport. And uh, we had a bunch of planters in the greenhouse. Oh, my God. Those plants went fucking insane. Like, I watered them every morning and every evening. I'd get home in summer. And, like, the pumpkin plants in particular, they'd be all wilted. Because, like, it was just... I'd, I'd give them so much fucking water. And they'd just <laughs> suck it all up. And they would be so filled with water and just growing like crazy. And they made the tiniest, shittiest pumpkins. They had, like, these things were huge. They were, like, the size of my bathroom. And they were like, I'm a big-ass pumpkin plant, and I'm going to make this little itty-bitty sad pumpkinino. Uh, But I loved them. And then one day, tragedy fucking struck. I was so into gardening in that greenhouse. And then one day, the the tables that all the planters were on um, had rotted through. And no one, well, I mean, probably my dad knew because, you know, he, he probably knew. But he was lazy. And he didn't want to fix them or whatever. And so, like, the plants and the water and everything and all the stresses and whatever broke the tables that the planters were on. And they all came down, and my babies, my beautiful babies, they all just got like wrecked by the collapsing table. Plus, all the, the you know the planters on top of the table, planters fall, fall over, all the dirt comes out, the plants all die. I'm like, oh, I came home. That was so sad. That was so sad. One other weird thing I did. Well, you're gonna be like, yeah, that's pretty weird, but also it's it's so gonna track. Is <laughs> I one time found a spider egg sack. Um, outside, uh, and I, I think it was like in a vulnerable location, or like we had to move it or something. Otherwise, I would have, I wouldn't have fucked with it, you know. But it's like under a table, or it was like on a glass that we had left out after a party or something. And it's like I, it's probably October or November or something. I'm like, okay, well, you know, fuck it. Like, let me, let me get, let me go get some spider babies. So I took the spider egg sack, I put it in a cup. And then I put the cup in my room and I covered it with some saran wrap and I, I cut like a, a hole in there. So like, you know, some oxygen could get in and out and whatever. And like several months later, I walk into my room one day and there are little baby spiders all over the inside of the cup. And they are like itty bitty, the cutest fucking little things. They were so small. I think they were like translucent and shit. I was like, oh my goodness, these little baby spidey boys and girls. I'm all so cute and so i took them outside and i took the little plastic wrap off and let all, the, all my little babies go i let them all go and then they just ran around in the backyard and they were so tiny i couldn't see them anymore but i i am a spider queen don't ever forget that this is spider queen bracerone that you're you're hearing from straight from the spider queen's mouth but one of my coworkers said uh, straight from the horse's mouth, but he caught himself. He's like, oh, I'm not calling you a horse. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? My friends call me a moose. I don't give a shit what you call me. <laughs> Why would I be offended? Call me a fucking horse. Have you seen how fucking tall I am? You haven't because it's all on Zoom. But you understand the sentiment. You understand the sentiment. Well, we're reaching the end of our time here for this inaugural episode of the Bryce Cast. 
Uh, but I think we, we have enough time for one last segment. And I think this second segment is just going to be, uh, let's see, I think, I think it's going to be music related. Um, and I think I'm going to go and find a song that you know. I'm going to find the karaoke version of the song, but a song that I don't know. And I'm going to attempt to sing the karaoke really, like as best as I can, but it's going to be really bad. So I'm going to go ahead and find a popular artist. I'm going to play the song and then uh, sing, sing the karaoke. All right. And the song that I've decided to choose is Easy On Me by Adele. 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 Yeah. Uh, we're, we're getting introed. There ain't no gold in this river. That I've been washing my hands in forever I know there is hope in these waters But I can't bring myself to swim When I'm drowning in this silence Baby, let me in Go easy me baby I was still a child didn't get the chance to feel the world around me I had no chance to choose what I chose to do so go easy on me I am nailing it, 100%. Gold star, not the six-starred one. There ain't no room for things to change When we are both so deeply stuck in our ways You can't deny how hard I've tried I changed who I was to put you both first But now I give up Go easy on me I was still a child Didn't get the chance to Feel the world around me Had no time to choose what I chose to do So go easy On me I had Good intentions And the highest Of hopes But I know right now it probably didn't even show 
go easy on me I was still a child I didn't get the chance to feel the world around me I had no time to choose what I chose to do so go easy on me oh oh wow thank you thank you really it was my first time i actually didn't know what the fuck i no really Thank you, thank you. Oh, you're too kind. You're, you're really too kind. That's amazing. No, real. Wow. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, no. No, really, please sit down. Please, I... Please sit, please. Please sit down. Please. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I, um... Hello? Is this, is this on? Please sit down. Okay. All right. Thanks. Wow. Uh, thank you. Well, I suppose that's all the time we have for today. But don't be sad. Just because today's episode is ending doesn't mean the product's over. I have at least one more episode. Maybe more. Probably more. I'm I'm trying to do every day. I'm trying. I'm I'm really trying. It's really hard. <laughs> but uh you know, you're worth it. And I love you. And I hope you drive safe. And I can't wait to see you again. So this is the Bryce cast signing out for day 1, I guess. Drive safe, find a good place to rest. Uh, oh, lock up, lock up the truck. Like, don't let any, don't let whatever you're moving get stolen. What, the one couch and one bed that they quoted you $9,000 for? The fucking preposterous. Um, sleep tight. And, uh, you know, I think about you all the time. And I love you very much. So, enjoy the rest of your drive. One September.